So does Amway count as a learning pyramid? <laughs> no? Edgy T-Saw, episode 32. for a second and then it kept going so hey everybody welcome back <laughs> it is uh, uh when is it the it's 32nd episode yes. of edgy t-saw dates don't matter dates don't matter because you can that's the beauty of podcasting you can listen to it on your own time so whenever you listen to it our grades are due tomorrow <laughs> so yeah so we're into semester grades due tomorrow got to get everything in um, we've been running around uh, with our heads cut off. Yep. Like chickens. <laughs> I think it goes like that. But um, trying to get everything done for our reshoot for the uh, for the video thing. Yeah, that was great fun. Um, I liken it to having a tooth pulled and an eye poked out all at the same time, real slow, over and over again. <laughs> yeah, repetitively. <laughs> That would be that would be the best. So thing. for any of those out there who are aspiring videographers, um, you know, get good talent. The, yeah, that <laughs> certainly helps. And uh, write down what you want to say before script you it? get there. Yeah, script it. What is that? Go figure. I know, I know. All I have to say is radio is much easier than television. <laughs> no, wait, we got to do that again. <laughs> you didn't say it right. Radio is much easier than television. Yes. All right. Anyway, I'm Scott. And I am Scott Duarte on this end, Chanel on that end. Uh, as Scott said, welcome back. We have a great show for you today. Woohoo. Um, probably not really, but, you know, I'll, I'll try to liven things up no, a little bit. Say it bit. again. Say it again. Say it again. We have a great show for you today. <laughs> Was that, that was right supposed one? to be the clapping one? Oh, or? No, try, try it again. A great show for you today. <gasps> What's going to be on the show? <laughs> today we are doing the learning pyramid. Yes, but before we get into that, let's do email. Okay, so thank you for anybody else who's writing it, written in. And... Um, we uh, promised that from now on we won't use real names. So uh, we have a guideline now. Uh, when you write us in the email, um, we will only use your first name. And if you want us to not do that, <clears throat> not use your first name or not where you're from or whatever, um, please tell us what you want us to call you in the email. Otherwise, it's going to be Bob from Jersey. Right. I mean, with uh, <laughs> adjusted appropriately. So like Rob, Rob, Robetta, Roberta. Roberta. From New Jersey. Okay. So, yeah, uh, clue us in on what you want, how you want us to address you on air. Yep. And uh, if uh, we have caused any issues for anybody, we apologize. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. 
So um, you can reach me at S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, all uh, one word, all lowercase, at education.org, E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N.org. Yep, and you can catch me over at Scott at education.org, S-C-O-T-T, at what he said. All right. So uh, end of email. Yay, on the news. Any news? Um, no. Well, I I got a thing from about TESOL in Seattle and just lining up a lot of the talks for the call section. Mm. And they had some some really interesting ones. Um, one of the ones that interests a lot of the teachers around here, uh, using um, what is it, multiplayer. Games. Oh, yeah, the multiplayer, multi massively multiplayer online role-playing games. Exactly. MMORPG. In the classroom. Mm. And so uh, a lot of my friends hope that Warcraft. it's Warcraft, but probably Sims and Second Life doing the job a little better. And Bells. And Bells, yes. Yeah. So we'll let um, you... Actually, uh, what was... Uh, we'll dig into that a little bit. There's an, there was another one that was kind of aimed at the uh, second language community. Um, Kevin was playing it. Do you remember what that was called? It was basically a Second Life type clone. Oh, really? But it was before Second Life, so it wasn't a clone. <laughs> but it was it a was forefather. Active English or something like that. I don't know. I forget what it was called. Oh, okay, we'll see if we can dig that up. Um, but there are, um, I know there are mushes and muds for you serious geeks out there who know what I'm talking about and moos like this one, but different. I have no clue what you're talking uh, about. Moo is a, basically it's kind of the precursor to all of the World of Warcraft and D&D Online and Second Life and stuff like that because it, it was mostly text-based. Oh, okay. And so you type in go north, and so you move one block north, and you go go north, go in, or just N, N, N. Back N. in the comedy, Commodore Way 64 days. The, no, even after that, when I was still in university, but we don't talk about that because it dates me. <laughs> um, but the, the muds and stuff were really, um, really popular. I mean, people were <laughs> dropping classes to go level on muds. Um, so you should have known or should have bought stock and blizzard is what i should have done <laughs> um but uh there are people that there are a couple of them that are particularly aimed at uh esl learners and you know i can't remember any of the names of it we'll do a whole show about that someday yeah particularly if you have interest so you can send us an email at <laughs> previous email addresses let us know what you think uh drop into the forums if there's something that you want us to talk about um and we haven't yet uh, or we already have and you want us to rehash it or find out we're wrong or whatever, drop a note into the forums and uh, we will get... We tried to get one of us into the forums at least twice a week. So, you know, it's like every three days one of us got to go into the forums. Okay. From now on. Okay. And, I go in, I just don't see reply. anything 
posted, and so I okay, I go back out. But I I should post things. Yes, you should post things, and you should reply to the hundreds of thousands of posts that we already have in the forums. Yeah, but we we had a computer glitch, and we lost all but one. That's right. So go back and rewrite <laughs> rewrite everything you've done. I was trying to like build it up so they would go and check it out. So go check it out. Definitely. Anyhow. Anyhow. Anywho. All right. Um. So, yeah. I'll, if you're going to TESOL, you should be getting updates on what some of the seminars and yep. discussions will be. And so um, yep. plan accordingly. So, yep, go check TESOL out and uh, stuff like that. You know, of course, that we're going to be there. And yeah, no buy us a beer. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. Because we're poor. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What else do we got uh, going on for this thing is the next bumper. Yes. Actually, I think yeah. I want to change format today. Okay. Um, we are going to do our podcast highlight at the end of the show. Oh, just in case we run out of time so you don't have to do it? No, 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 <laughs> because I think it would segue better um, with having our discussion, and then we could... Oh, fair enough. Go into the podcast. Cool, cool. Well, so then what are we going to discuss today? All right. We are going to be talking about the learning pyramid. Like Amway? No, like the food groups. Oh, sweet. Four, <laughs> four, three, two. That's forming for me and you. Never saw Mulligans too? No. Oh, dude. You were deprived as an elementary school student. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, they changed the, the, the food group pyramid since then. Really? Yeah, like Twinkies and Ho-Hos have been taken out. Oh, they were never in there, man. <laughs> just trying to make me sound dumb. Okay, the learning pyramid. What is the learning pyramid? The pyramid where the learning happens. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's talk about um, most styles of university classes um, in the States, as definitely as well as abroad. Okay. Uh, close your eyes. Exactly. Go back to that peaceful little spot. Exactly. Okay. Open your eyes then. Okay. Think back to when you were a university student or even a master student. Okay. What style of teaching uh, did most of your professors use? Lecture. Blah, Le blah, 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 blah. That's why I went back to... Exactly. Um, I would say probably 80%. Mm, on the low side. Well, I'm um, being minimum, generous. Minimum, yeah. yeah. Minimum 80% of uh, professors still use lecture style classes. Right. And the learning pyramid puts down um, how much retention you have from various uh, teaching styles. Okay. And congratulations, lecture style is at the top of the pyramid. Excellent. Exactly. Except for that it, it right. is. Uh, inverted style pyramid and oh. so uh, students only retain about five percent of uh, what they hear that much? in a lecture <laughs> yeah exactly dedicated students so the learning pyramid puts down the different styles of teaching and how much of the knowledge students actually retain okay so up at the top we got uh, lecture at five percent we have lecture at 5%. Okay, what's next? Well, what kind of homework did most of those uh, professors give you? Boring books. 
boring books to read. Well, reading is next, actually. Oh, cool. And you retain about 10% mm, of again, that. Very generous. So, yeah, your, your college education <laughs> is really uh, sticking in your mind. Yes. At this point. Yes. The beer was. Well, yes. Hmm. You learned a lot about that. Yes, yes. And, and we'll talk about that also. Uh-huh. So what else did you do in your classes? Okay, well, nowadays teachers are utilizing PowerPoint more in, in their lectures. Yes? Yeah, so that's good because that audio-visual uh, part of their lecture increases retention to 20%. Okay, see, now I was taking audio-visual not as PowerPoint because I would consider PowerPoint part of the lecture part. Okay. And I would say audiovisual is more like use use watching movies of really cra yeah really crappy uh, old educational films. <laughs> Johnny is getting into the car today, <laughs> sort of that kind of thing. He is going to learn how to drive. Um, but yeah, the old the old that yeah see it works in Take the podcast two. too. Um, the uh, no, using films or whatever to talk about whatever the topic is. Um, oh, that's so much better without that hissing in my ear. <laughs> uh, Could be. Video, but I'm, I'm thinking video TV on topic. All right. You know, not not even as interesting as like the the Discovery Channel documentaries or anything like that. Um, and so I, I, I think PowerPoint is just another version of a lecture. The way it's used in classrooms today. Not the way, Not the way I, I do use it. it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, if y'all want a PowerPoint lecture, you need to write in and ask for one, and I will be happy to talk my butt off about it because it don't get boring. Well, yes, write in anyway, but we can do it. We anyway, can do it and do... If there's interest, we'll do it. And turn it into kind of Ooh, a video blog. Podcast. With a um, so would a video would a video blog fall under audiovisual? Yes. Cool. So I th I'll retain twenty percent of that. Exactly. But I really remember your like, students will. Oh, my students will. But I think, I mean, I showed Star Wars kid in class once, <laughs> and I think that they didn't remember that at all. Crazy Frog, they remembered all of. I have no clue what you're talking about. Really? Yes. Wow. You're YouTube. A YouTube? Uh, no, actually, even before that, it was more like E-Bombs World and stuff. Mm. But it was like basically YouTube. You can find them on YouTube now. Okay. Star Wars Kid is like the the ultimate in geek home video. <laughs> That's what you aspire to be. Yeah. <laughs> I am. All that right. That is my aspiration. So did you take a chemistry class? Yes, I did. You did. What kind I of did. chemistry? Actually, I... Uh, high school? High school chemistry. Okay. In the first day of your high school chemistry class, what did your high school chemistry teacher do? Blow things up. <laughs> it doesn't matter what school you go to, <laughs> the first day of chemistry class... I had no idea before we sat down, and even until I asked that question, what your high school chemistry teacher did the first day. But they all do the same thing. They set themselves up a little hydrogen bomb at the beginning, at the front of the classroom, and they blow it up. <laughs> and the class goes, ooh, ah, chemistry's cool. And then they get bored to tears for the rest of the... Uh, well, yes. 
for the rest of the year. So after that little demonstration, how much of that did you retain? I retained all of that. But for for demonstrations, uh, 30%. 30%. So you, if, you, if you watch the demonstration, you'll be lucky to pull out a third. Right. Exactly. Cool, cool. So, and that's the key, if you watch the demonstration. Uh. Um, but usually after the demonstration or after the movie, um, after whatever audiovisual, you'll get into groups. Right. And the teacher will give you some discussion questions. Yeah, see, now that's a more modern thing. That is a more modern thing. Yeah, because when I was in high school even, and to a smaller extent, university, it happened, but... In high school, almost never discussion groups. English, I think we had discussion groups. About. Sometimes it depends. It it would depend on how what the what the focus of the the deal was. Right, right. But. And so with the discussion groups, you retain half. Eddie. Who's Eddie? Eddie Murphy, man. You don't remember that? Oh yes, I remember raw. You get to keep half. <laughs> so yeah, you retain fifty percent. Um, around sorry. there. Sorry for shouting in your ear. <laughs> but, and and those are, are the most passive ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Discussion group is becoming active because it's... you're starting to, the students are starting to actively uh, turn the wheels in their, their collective brains. If you have a good group. Oh, yes. I mean, the, the little bit of uh, dialogue that I had in the forum um brought up a couple of good points uh about well you know i've used this before i've used that before and uh, it didn't work and so what did you do different did i do it wrong and so and discussion said, yes groups, you did do it wrong you're a horrible teacher no i was like <laughs> nah, 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 nah. it's not that no it's it's about as a teacher it's about making sure your di discussion groups are Constructed appropriately mm -hmm. and hard. I mean, do you do you ever just say find your own groups? Um, yeah, actually, you do. Does it work? For the most part, because um, I won't do it at the beginning of the semester, but yeah. I towards the end, mm -hmm. um, people get into groups with people they're comfortable with, comfortable with um, on a friend level, uh -huh. comfortable with on an L2 le level. And mm -hmm. so it kind of equals out. Not all the time, but... Right, right. So, yeah, you know, the thing that I was I was dragging at is uh, you get one person talking and everybody else shuts up. And right. So you have to be a little bit careful with discussion groups. And you as a teacher need to go around with the pitchfork and... Poke. Talk, 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 talk. God. You shut up. You talk. <laughs> I wouldn't say it like that, though, maybe. Right. Some classes I would. <laughs> and I mean, there there's science and and theories about what kind of groups you want to um, put together in discussion groups. Do you want to have stronger students to help out the weaker students? Right, right. But then again, sometimes the stronger students, students just take work. off. Yep. Um, or do you want to keep you know match levels or you know yeah? It's a, there's a couple of a couple of schools of thought right on it. I generally try to mix mix levels and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just like the bus. <laughs> um, 
No, I generally try to make, keep levels mixed, although it de it does depend on the class, you know. So discussion groups are something that I like, but you, uh, man, the first couple times are always just like, please make quit making my hair go gray, right? Or fall out. And it also depends on uh, what kind of students you have. Yeah. I mean, in Japan, at the beginning of the semester, it's really tough. Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. used to Japanese students aren't used to being able to speak in class and, and have discussion groups. And particularly, you're in a particularly difficult situation because you got first-year university students primarily, right? Right. And so these are kids that are in a new place. It's the first class they have. They, it's a, probably the first time they've ever been solo in a classroom with a foreigner. Right. I mean, they may have had team teaching stuff back in high school, but it's probably the first time they're they're doing solo stuff, and they have no idea what to expect, and they're scared out of their mind many times. Right. Or at least nervous, maybe not scared, except for my kids. I go in and scare them. But, <laughs> um, and so, you know, you're going to get much less of a – so, yeah, walking in on the first day and say, all right, everybody get into groups. Right. Nope, doesn't work. Exactly. Cool. So what's better than uh, what's better than discussion groups? Well, let's go back to the demonstration. Okay. I mean, if you just watching the demonstration, you retain half of what you see. Mm. The better way is to actually do the demonstration, to take part in the demonstration, mm. to practice uh, what the teacher is talking about. Blowing stuff up. Exactly. Chemistry blow your own stuff up. Chemistry teacher never let me blow anything up. That's why Only you just him. do it on the sly. But I did learn how to make hydrogen gas and oxygen separate out of water with a little electricity. Except you don't want to use the electricity from your wall. It's a bad idea. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, most ESL teachers, um, if you're getting your master's or even taking the month-long certificate classes, mm -hmm. you learn model what you're going to do. Right. And then have the students practice it themselves. It. And and so that covers what? That they learn, they retain about 75%. Why? Because they've done it themselves. Well, I was hoping to hit the things again. So Because they, they first watch the demonstration and then they practice by doing. And right. so the retention is much higher. Exactly. Well, anything better than that? Um, well, well, let's, let's focus on that. Um, just a little, some pitfalls. Okay. Um, I love that game. That was a hot game. Activision. Yeah. yeah. Bruce anyway. Campbell actually did the voice of the PlayStation 2 version. Really? Yes. No kidding. Yes. We're boring people, so. <laughs> um, when let's, – let's take, for example, a writing class. Okay. Um, you don't want to model things too much because, because then the students just start copying – the straight format of everything that they're seeing, all the models that they're seeing, yeah, right. and they're not really learning. They're not actively using their mind. They're just copying. Cool. So, yes, they do retain, but Worth they're not um, cognitively processing so, uh, it. Like, give me an example of a situation where you, where you really want to be careful with that. Anything you had to go there, man, didn't you? Sorry, but, you, know, <laughs> you sounded like you knew what you were talking about, so um, I wanted to get some specifics. How about poetry? I don't teach poetry. Okay. I don't touch that. Um, let's let's go for a basic introduction 
um, activity. Y okay. You model them, hi, my name is, and you have, it's kind of a closed activity, and they fill in the blanks. My name is who? My name is what? Exactly, and it, it's a paragraph. My hobbies are blah, blah, blah. I like to do this however many times a day. And so then all you... Keep going. Out of the gutter. Don't out stop. Out of the gutter. And so you end up getting 20 paragraphs the exact same. Right. Whereas you want the, the same relative information, but you want to give them the freedom to express it however they want to. Right. But if you just keep modeling it one way, they're just going to They're just going to give you what you model, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and to a certain degree, my more advanced students, I tell them, I give them the value, valuable advice that I was given when I was an undergraduate in university from one of my uh, very nice professors. Pay you $50? No, Get an A? Uh, that was a different one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it doesn't always work. Um, <laughs> sometimes you pay $50 and you don't get nothing. Um, no, the uh, find out what the teacher wants and give it to them. Yes. When if it happens to be fifty dollars, then go ahead. And get, <laughs> no, that's that's ill, that's unethical. That's bad. Yeah, unethical. Um, grafting bad. Oh, grafting bad. Uh, no, but I mean, when and that's, I am. Uh, no, I'm not ashamed to admit it. That's what I did with my master's degree. I I went in and said, all right, what does this teacher want? Minimum. And I I went and found out what they wanted minimum. I found out what they wanted for an A. I did only that. Mm -hmm. and then gave it to them, and I got my A's. But there was no creativity involved. Right. I wasn't getting I wasn't getting paid to do creativity. I was getting paid to get me an A, and that was it. But it's more on format. It's more on um, what sections that they want, that they expect, how they expect uh, you to achieve those goals goals or do the research things mm, like that okay I see, I see but within that context you still have some freedom how to phrase it how to right. get to that point right whereas if you heavily model everything they're the not even going to have to go off the path exactly yeah so they're going to basically copy it down and which is not just not necessarily a horrible thing although it doesn't give them the the critical thinking skills right. necessary to achieve overseas. Yeah, I mean, what happens when their teacher doesn't say, okay, I, I want it exactly like this? And say, I don't know how to do that. Right, right. So, modeling good, just be careful. Yeah, yeah. Don't, over, don't, don't overdo it. Right. Or at least, you know, throw up, when you do model, you know, model, throw up some very different exactly. sorts of examples. Two or three different ways. Yeah. And so they can at least copy it two or three different, different ways. ways. Yeah. So they, it's, you know, they're still, still broadening their horizons and, right. and figuring some new stuff out with it. And so, um, which leads us to the last uh, part of the learning pyramid, mm -hmm. which is teaching others, mm -hmm. immediate use, taking that information and then um, tutoring, because sometimes it's called peer tutoring. Um, showing others how to do the same thing right, right. so that they actually have to explain the steps to other people and have the other people, other students, understand. Understand it. Yep. So that was your version of the learning pyramid. Yeah. Well, that that was the standard version okay. of the learning and standing, pyramid. Standard version based on 
Where did where where did we find that? Um. Or where is it cited in the picture? It says in the picture, upper left. National Training Laboratories, Bethel, Maine. Okay, now I have another learning pyramid. Okay. And it's basically the same. It's basically the same idea. But it's done in a circle. Uh, yes. <laughs> Everything is twenty percent. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's basically the same idea. Um, the percentages, of course, are a little different, and how it's expressed is a little different. So I'm going to give you uh, uh, activity, and you tell me what you think that the percentage should be. Okay. Okay, what we read. What we read is 10%. You, re you retain 10%. What you hear. 5%. That's hmm. lecture. Hmm. Interesting, because mine says 20 Okay, what we see. What we see is 20. Hmm. <laughs> Mine says 30. Well, see, yours is switching is switching the lecture with the reading. That's true. And so that that's why it's That's true. But what do we both see and hear? Ah, so ah uh, that would So they broke it down in a slightly different way. Okay. So, so see and hear is going to be 50% on my chart. What we discuss with others, which parallels your what? Uh, discussion group. Discussion groups. Uh, I got that at about 70%. Which ours is 50%. Parallels. Oh, it was 50? Yeah. yeah. Discussion group is 50. All right. And what we experience is uh, 80? 75. Okay. And what we teach someone else is 95. 95. Now, remember, what we teach so to someone else... The person teaching retains 95%, yes. not all not, the other people. Not the, all the other people retain 5%. Exactly. Because, or, you know, the lower the lower quarter of the stuff because they're the ones that are seeing and hearing and listening to the lecture or reading the book or whatever. Right. And so, um, yeah, so you, you do need to keep <clears throat> keep that in mind. Yeah, and, and especially keep in mind that – the students who are teaching others have not been trained how to teach. Right, right. So they're going to be doing it probably in not the most constructive way. Right. Now, I, uh, before we wrap up here, because we're at 30 now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I want to go into the history of the learning pyramid a little bit. In 19, Well, I was sitting here talking to my office mate the other day. Not the other day, uh, like, like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... You know, he's asking me about the learning pyramids and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, you mean by Glasser? And he's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, William, William Glasser, the educational psychologist dude who does all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I know the guy, but I don't know that he did that. And I'm like, well, that's what my professor at university said. Is It was Glasser's learning pyramid. And uh, he's like, wow, I don't think I ever knew that he did that. And so I started on this huge little research. Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, to figure out, all right, who did it and where did it come from? Because Perfect everybody – Sir Plum with well, the candlestick. In the library. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. And so uh, where did you hear it first? Um, uh, when, did you, when did you come across this? Either um, in my master's program or in professional development at high school. Okay. Okay. When you were teaching. Actually. Yeah. When I was teaching. Right. And so, you know, like everybody's come across the, the learning pyramid with the cool little different colors or different grayscales or right. whatever. 
but nobody, everybody has a different source for where it came from. The one thing that I can tell you is Glasser didn't do it. <laughs> Glasser had nothing to do with it. Um, near as I can tell, it came out of Massachusetts. And that one said Maine, right? Right. But I think the National Training Laboratory is correct, but not the one in Maine, the one in Massachusetts. Although, just flipping through and printing out a couple of copies today, this one says uh, NTL Institute for Applied Behavioral Science in Virginia. So, um, you know. This is the, the greatest teaching urban legend. Seriously, seriously. It doesn't exist. Well, it's like, well, and that's the other part of it. Um, I've never seen a research study that proves this. Everybody believes it 100%, but it's, I've never seen any research done on it. So yeah, it is the ultimate urban legend because everybody goes by it. Everybody kind of has it in the back of their mind. And it is logical. And it fits. Yeah. Anecdotally, no problem. Everybody's like, you know, whenever I have my students write poetry, they get poetry. Mm -hmm. Or write a short story or write an introduction, they get it because they're doing it. If they teach it to their friend, their their stuff gets even better. But I've never seen any – nobody set up a research, an actual research like, you know, control group, not control group. This group is only going to get this part. This group is only going to get this part. I, I've never seen the research. So if you know of somebody who has actual research numbers, send us an email, drop it in the forums. Let us know. But if you know someone whose uncle has research, no, that just doesn't no, cut I it. need to see some numbers. <laughs> I need to see some publication dates. If anybody out there uh, has another source for this, whether it's my pyramid or, or Scott's pyramid or somebody else's pyramid, uh, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what your sources are and uh, where did you get it from? Where did you come across the learning pyramid for the first time? If if it was education.org, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, just let us know. So, all right. Just let us know. Just let me know, man. <laughs> all right. So, any last-minute stuff? You have uh, 44 seconds. No, no, that's good. Um, We'll have... If it was a little hard to follow the learning pyramid uh, steps, we'll have a copy of it on the webpage. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna incorporate it right into the uh, banner. Exactly, yes. exactly. Right. Beauty. So, um, did you really want to do your podcast next week? Not with forty-five seconds. Yeah. Now next week, next week we'll run uh, another one, and uh, we will do two podcasts next week. All right. And I can even go off topic because you're going to be on topic. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Peace. Have a good day.